You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. The final weekend of SEC baseball coming up this weekend. Still a lot to be determined with who makes it to Hoover next week. We'll catch up with the great Ben McDonald to get his thoughts on who can really make a run this postseason in SEC baseball. And we'll go around the conference as South Carolina renews a home-and-home rivalry with North Carolina. LSU gets a primetime game to start this coming season and some SEC hoops news as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. And a reminder to check out some of our other uh, great Locked on podcast across the SEC. We've got Locked on LSU, Locked on Razorbacks, Locked on Auburn. Tons of great podcasts wherever you find your podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. South Carolina and North Carolina. They got a long history on the gridiron and the two programs... We'll continue that history and the new home and home series that has just been finalized. The two programs are already set to open the 2023 season on a neutral field at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. It'll be the Duke's Mayo Classic that year, but South Carolina is now set to host North Carolina September 2nd, 2028 at williams Bryce Stadium. And then the Gamecocks will make a return trip to Keenan Memorial Stadium in Chapel Hill in September of 2029. North Carolina holds the all-time edge over South Carolina in the rivalry, 35-19-4 record. Two programs most recently met to open the 2019 season, a game the Tar Heels won. Over at LSU, Coach O will be making a return trip to Los Angeles after years of coaching at USC back in the day. The Bruins may have cost Coach O a shot at landing the full-time USC job after he took over as interim coach when the Trojans fired Lane Kiffin back in 2013. Coach O went 6-2 and two as the interim, but lost the final game that year to UCLA. And now the Tigers, they will open this season in the Rose Bowl on September 4th. Uh, according to Fox 8 New Orleans, LSU season opener has been selected to be a uh, national broadcast and be broadcast in prime time by Fox. So no uh, exact time on uh, the kickoff, but sounds like it will be a night game out in Los Angeles on Fox between LSU and UCLA to open next football season. LSU and UCLA have never faced off on a football field before. The Bruins will make a return trip to Baton Rouge August of 2024. Over Tennessee, Josh Heupel's program just picked up a new commitment, the latest prospect to join the Vols 2022 recruiting class. It's a 6'8", 260-pound offensive lineman named Brian Grant out of the state of Florida. Not currently ranked among the recruiting rankings, but he does have offers from schools like BYU, UCF, Maryland, and Tennessee. With his addition to the class, the Vols now have five commitments in the 2022 class. Grant is the only offensive line prospect currently committed to the Vols. In softball news, 12 SEC programs have made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's literally almost all of them. The regionals are set to begin May 21st through the 23rd as the uh, road to the Women's College World Series will begin. Uh, The Women's College World Series will be June 3rd through the 9th, but the SEC teams making it 
Alabama is the three seed overall, Florida the four seed overall, Arkansas the number six, LSU the number seven, Missouri the number eight, and Tennessee the number nine, with Kentucky coming in at 14. Unbelievable. All those teams will host regional sites coming up next week. LSU, uh, other SEC teams without seeds, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Auburn all made the field as well. So a loaded field. And, man, it always makes you wonder if you can make a, a bet. Would you take an SEC team or the field to win the Women's College World Series? We have some really, really good teams. Any of those top uh, ten seeds, really. Alabama, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, Tennessee, all of them good enough to win it all. So we'll see uh, what happens next week. In SEC Hoops news, the Kentucky Wildcats, they landed one of the top point guards in the nation yesterday as Georgia star Severe Wheeler committed to John Calipari's program. Wheeler has been a big part of Georgia's offense the past few years, developing into the uh, top assist man in the SEC. He appeared in 26 games for Georgia last year, started all of them, averaged 14 points, 7.5 assists, nearly 4 rebounds and 1.5 steals per game. Man, that is such a big get for Kentucky and big loss for the Georgia Bulldogs, losing him to a rival in the conference. Monday was a little bit of a mixed bag for Ben Howland and the Mississippi State basketball program. First, the Bulldogs got a commitment from Shaquille Moore, a guard out of NC State, so that was good news. But later Monday evening, the Bulldogs uh, received word that their starting big man, Abdul Adu, has entered the transfer portal. Adu played in 33 games this past season, started all of them. He averaged six points, 6.8 rebounds, and two blocks per game. In addition to adding Shaquille Moore, the Bulldogs have also added Garrison Brooks from North Carolina and DJ Jeffries from Memphis. So three guys in, now a couple guys out. Uh, Abdul Adu on his way out of Mississippi State. The uh, 2021 NBA draft is going to be held on July 29th, and a lot of guys still have a couple weeks to decide whether they want to stay in the draft or return to school, but uh, CBS Sports put out their latest mock draft for this year's NBA draft, and they've got seven SEC standouts going in the first round. Moses Moody from Arkansas projected to go sixth overall, followed by Keon Johnson, guard from Tennessee, going 10th. Trey Mann from Florida going 14th. Jaden Springer from Tennessee going 16th. And Cam Thomas from LSU projected to go 20th. Sharif Cooper from Auburn 21st. And Isaiah Jackson from Kentucky going 25th. So also big names from the SEC this past year. Seven SEC guys projected to go in the first round. And that is around the conference. Coming up next, really excited to catch up with this guy, Ben McDonald former number one overall pick of the MLB draft, now broadcaster, been doing a lot of SEC baseball games throughout the year. He has done nine different SEC teams this year. He has broadcast games for on the uh, SEC network or on uh, watchespn.com, the apps, whatever. Uh, can't wait to talk with Ben McDonald. We'll talk all things SEC baseball next with him. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers for online for 20 years. Look, it is uh, vacation time. All the kids are out of school. A lot of you are going to be hitting the road. You want to make sure your car is up and ready to go. You might just need something small. You might just need a tail lamp or a headlight or windshield wipers. Whatever it is, 
Go to rockauto.com. You can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need for your vehicle, whether it's your classic car or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog, very easy to use, very easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck. Choose from the brand's specifications and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices are always reliably low. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts at some of these auto parts stores around town? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Rolling along here, locked on SEC, and really excited to talk with this guy. He's been uh, he's been all over the place, calling college baseball games uh, ever since March, and he's doing the MLB thing with the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know how he does it, bouncing back and forth, but the great Ben McDonald joins us now. Ben, is that uh, how hard is that for you to bounce back and forth from sport to sport? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's pretty difficult. You know, I was supposed to do it last year. Of course, COVID hit and shut down college baseball. And I did come up here to Baltimore and do, I think, 55 to 60 MLB games last year. So it was pretty much all just MLB stuff last year. But this year, you know, I've been kind of bouncing back and forth and been up here in Baltimore where I am now for about three weeks and got three more games left. And so I've been missing my college baseball, man. I tell you, it's hard to keep up with it from a distance, but I do the best I can. But Certainly looking forward to the SEC tournament. There's one more weekend of conference play left, and we got the tournament. And in the postseason, you know, regional, super regional, in the College World Series. So I got about a month solid of college baseball coming up here, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, let me ask you, Ben, before we get into baseball talk, um, this past spring and fall, social distancing at an extreme. Were you able to get into the deer blind and spend some time social distancing out there? The good news about that is that's about as socially distant as you can get is in the outdoors. And so to answer your question, yes, when COVID hit last year, you know, of course, uh, you know, we were right in the middle of college season and doing some spring training games and all that stuff. But when it hit, man, I spent a bunch of time up at the farm, uh, not having to wear a mask, get out in the woods by myself. My boy came up there. Of course, college was canceled. So, yeah, we had a good time. It was a good chance to catch up, you know. COVID's a horrible thing, and look, my entire family has had it from my dad and my wife. I, I'm the only one in the family somehow that, that didn't get it, but, uh, you know, it is a bad thing, but there were some blessings to it, and, you know, I got to catch up with my son a little bit, got to catch up with my daughter. They came home. We got to spend some time with them and spend some time with family, so it wasn't a horrible deal all in all, you know, but it's been a difficult time for a lot of folks. Yeah, and the good news is a lot of people getting vaccinated, so things kind of getting back to normal. I know the uh, the Braves have opened up 100%. I know the Astros just announced they're going to go 100%. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the SEC, we've had some stadiums each week kind of increasing and increasing. And, man, the Arkansas Razorbacks must feel terrible because it feels like every time they go on the road this this season, somebody's opened up 100% for them, you know, to pack <laughs> yeah. the stadium for them. But I, I think I counted nine different SEC teams you've seen throughout this season, so I'll just start with the number one team and man what a series they had this past weekend against Tennessee Arkansas you saw them in person I mean are they are they as real as as it gets when it comes to a national championship contender I think so you know it's it's, you know you go through the gauntlet of the SEC and as talented uh as the SEC is and you you look back now they're nine for nine you know as far as winning conference weekends they're the only team in the SEC that has not lost a conference weekend matter of fact 
I don't think anybody's just lost one. I mean, they're out there undefeated. Everybody, the best ones have lost two weekends, you know. So that's how good they've been. And you look at what they've done. Look, they went in, in two Mississippi State, in Starkville, swept state. They go to Ole Miss, who was a top-ten team at the time. They, they beat them two out of three. They go to South Carolina, and they win that series, too. So they've won everything there is, and it's hard to get away from them. The starting pitching, I'm not wowed by, you know, Wicklander uh, and others, but they got Kevin Copps, and Kevin Copps is sitting down the back end of that bullpen. I'm just telling you, he is the best closer in all of college baseball. And when the game is – when Arkansas is ahead in, like, the sixth or seventh inning, it's over. Because this kid comes in – and he just shuts everybody down, you know. And so, and he pitches multiple games in a weekend. Like he may throw three on Friday night, like he did this past weekend against Tennessee. Then he'll throw three in the third uh, on Sunday, you know. And so it's like he, I mean, he's like a machine out there. So yeah, it, you know, Arkansas' strength, of course, is its offense. Um, they can really bang it around. They've led the nation in home runs forever uh, this year, um, and they got the back end of that bullpen with just enough pitching to keep them in it. And so it's hard to get away from them. Uh, they are the number one team. They deserve it. They've had some huge wins throughout the year, so you can't take it away from Dave Van Horn. You're you're a guy who went number one overall in the draft, and and I, I just I watch Vandy this season, and and Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. I go back and forth on who I like more. It's like you know Kumar goes out and 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 rocks somebody, and then the next day Jack Leiter does even better, one ups him. Both those guys. I know you've seen seen them a couple times this year. I mean. Like, have you ever seen a one-two punch like that in college baseball? No, I, I haven't. You know, it's, and I've been asked a bunch of times, who you like better, rocker or, or, or light? And I always say, well, that's like asking me to choose between a seafood gumbo and maybe some boiled frothy. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong either way, right? Like, it's like, it's, it's money. And so, uh, you know, you know, you got to go back to the UCLA back in 2011. They had Trevor Bauer. Uh, they had uh, – Cole, Garrett Cole, yeah. Um, and then it, yeah, Garrett Cole, and they also had Adam Pletko, who's in the big leagues. That was their weekend rotation, you know. And I think Cole went number one, and and Bauer went number three that year, you know. And and, uh, and Pletko would get drafted a couple of years later. That's before you had a rotation like you're seeing at Vanderbilt right now. And you may see them go one and three. You know, it's hard to say, you know, where they're going to stack out. But look, I don't think we've seen you know two arms on the same team like this in a long time, you know. And so. But but I'm going to tell you, Vanderbilt is a really good team. Offensively, they're very good as well. They're right there with Ole Miss towards the top. And, of course, Arkansas, you know, in the SEC when it comes to scoring runs. Uh, but they are beatable. You know, if you can find a way to knock off either Kumar or Jack Leiter, you know, you win one of those first two games, their number three guy is just kind of okay. And that bullpen's missing a little bit of depth in Vanderbilt this year from the bullpens we've seen uh, Tim Corbin have in the past, you know. So, while they are a real good team, they are beatable, but you got to knock off one of those two early, and that's a tall task. What would you say, Ben, is more valuable heading into the postseason? Is it having that rotation with two dominant arms, or is it having an offense that can manufacture six, seven, eight runs a night? Well, I'm always going to side on, on the pitching side because I think if you can pitch it and your guys are good, that's always going to keep you involved, right? And you don't have to scratch out a whole lot of runs if those guys are throwing the ball well. You know, it never hurts to have that big offense because in this case where – and we have seen Rocker get hit a little bit this year. We have seen Leiter get hit a little bit this year. But that offense seems to be able to make up for it. So it's always that nice to have that offense in your back pocket just in case the pitchers don't throw it well. But I always – especially when you talk about going into a super regional when it's just three games, you know, uh, you run Leiter, Kumar and Leiter out there, you know, the first two ball games, that's going to be a tall task for anybody to knock off. 
What, what do you make of the two Mississippi schools? Mississippi State and Ole Miss, they've kind of been number two and three most of the season with Arkansas leading the West, but but Mississippi State and Ole Miss have been right there. And uh, two really good teams, man. It's uh, I go back and forth on, on who I like better. Yeah, you know, if you look at Mississippi State, obviously their strength is their pitching, right? I mean, they have one of the deepest pitching staffs out there. Their offense has not been great this year. Uh, it's better as of late, but it's not been a great offense. Got off to a little bit of a slow start, but because the pitchers were so strong, they were the whole state there. And state's a perfect example of a lot of depth uh, on a team, and they can run some real arms out there on you, uh, and, and they and they can beat you with a, with a bunch of uh, pitching and a little bit of offense along the way. Now, Rowdy Jordan and the boys have gotten hot as of late. They're our swing that's better than what they were earlier. So they're a dangerous team. It's a veteran team. There's a handful of guys that's been to Omaha before on that team, right? And it's a deep staff, and so I would never count out uh, Mississippi State, I think they're uber talented on the mound. They got some big arms coming. Uh, Ole Miss, you know, Ole Miss keeps surprising everybody in a lot of ways. You know, you go back to the beginning of last year, Ole Miss wasn't even ranked. Nobody thought really much about them, and all they did was jump on Louisville right away. And I forget they went sixteen and one after losing the first game of the year, and ended the, you know ended the rankings at the very high point. Of course, they had a good ranking this year when it started, but you know, you lose your very best pitcher in Gunnar Hoagland. You lose the heart of your lineup and, and the guy, Tim Elko. So you lose your top two guys offensively and on the mound, and everybody counts them out, right? And all they do is knock off Vanderbilt this weekend, <laughs> two out of three. So Mike Bianco's a, a good buddy of mine. If you know anything about Mike Bianco, he was my catcher at LSU for a couple of years. I mean, he's the meanest son of a gun there he is. And if there's anybody to get a team ready to play, it's him. And he gets those boys ready to play. So for anybody out there that counted out Ole Miss, was, oh, Elko went down, he's the best player in the SEC, and he was. Uh, and then all of a sudden you lose your number one draft pick and, and Gunnar Hoagland, who's going to be a first-rounder this year. There was no doubt he was going to be a top 10, top 12 pick, and now he's had the time of John surgery. And everybody counted him out, and all of a sudden here they show up again. So I wouldn't count Ole Miss out. They have an elite offense. There's some big-time guys in that lineup that have stepped up. I love the freshman Gonzalez over at shortstop. And so Ole Miss can really swing it. The only question for them is, is there enough pitching to be able to hang in there? Doug Nikhazy is a real ace. Uh, he's had to step into the Friday night role, which where he has been before. Now, don't forget, he was a Friday night guy as a freshman. He was a Friday night guy last year before COVID hit. And because Hogan had really took some steps forward, Hogan moved into that Friday night role this year. But Nikhazy's a real ace, you know. And Derek Diamond, uh, they got a good closer. So I wouldn't count out Ole Miss either. More with Ben McDonald right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. You know, you guys know already, the NBA playoffs are starting up in the next couple of days. We've got the play-in games, then we got all the first-round action, eight seed versus one seed, you know is all about to go down, and you want to get in on the action. You can do so at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs for the next game, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And the best of all, if you head to their website right now, use your mobile device, you could sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are uh, prepping for their playoff run in the NBA. Obviously, MLB action happening every night. Astros fan, Braves fan, Rangers fan, Marlins fan, whatever it is, you can get in on the action at betonline.ag. BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts.
Rolling along here. Locked on SEC. Final weekend of SEC baseball play happening this weekend. Continue our conversation with uh, the great Ben Ben McDonald. Just a couple more for you, Ben. When we head into uh, Hoover next week, I mean, it's it's always fun this time of year. But man, the the talent pool in the SEC this year is so deep. I laugh when I look at the the RPIs in a team like LSU that's you know sub five hundred in the conference. Man, their RPIs top twenty. I mean, it's unbelievable. Which when you talk about the depth of this conference, but is this a year where an LSU team that's kind of underachieved? You know, we see it every year with Paul Maneri. They get to they get to the SEC tournament. Suddenly, they're red hot. Is that a team with the talent that they've got at LSU that maybe could get hot in uh in the SEC tournament? Oh, I think so. I mean, it, you know, look, there's no way. And people at LSU get mad at me for saying this, but it has been a disappointing year for LSU. There's no there's no other way to say it. It's been a a very disappointing year. The start they got off to was disappointing. Uh, but Paul Maneri has found a way, and you can go back and look, as you just mentioned it, towards the end of the regular season, in the SEC play, he has found a way to get his teams ready for the postseason. You know, and LSU, if you'd asked me three or four weeks ago, I said, they got no shot. Like, they're not even going to make the NCAA tournament. I don't even think they'll make it. That was my thought four or five weeks ago. Well, here all of a sudden, you know, they lose to Arkansas, but they knock off Auburn. They knock off Alabama this past weekend. They've won two or three in both of those. And all of a sudden, they position themselves to get to Hoover, right? I mean, it looks like they're going to be there now. Now, they got to play a very hungry Texas A&M team that's trying to play their way into Hoover, too, this weekend. they got to go to College Station to do it. So it's going to be a difficult ask. But all of a sudden, LSU, as you mentioned, are short up number 18 in the RPI. If they win two out of three this weekend at A&M, in my opinion, all they got to do is win one game at the SEC tournament. They're going to get that NCAA bid. Now, if you're asking if they can win the SEC tournament, I don't know about that. I just think the depth that's out there, LSU, while they play really hard, I don't know if there's enough pitching. You know, as you know, to be a top four seed to get that by is huge. I can't recall the last time a team outside the top four won the SEC tournament. You got to go back a few years because you got to play that extra game. So you got to have a whole bunch of pitching. I don't know that LSU has the depth of a pitching staff to get all the way through the SEC tournament and win it. But I do feel like they can go there and make some noise. I feel like they can win a couple of games for sure. And in my opinion, the goal for LSU is just to win a game or two. And if they do that the SEC tournament, they're going to get that NCAA bid. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so fun. I'm, I'm Like you said, uh, one more weekend to go with uh, teams to kind of sort things out and figure out who's in, who's out. And as you mentioned, you know, Auburn, Texas A&M, they're both fighting for that last spot to get to uh, the SEC tournament. But of, of the couple other teams that we didn't mention that I know you've covered, Mrs., or rather uh, South Carolina, Florida, any of those other teams you really impress you this year? Yeah, look, I think Florida – you know, you got to remember Florida ended the year number one last year. They began the year this year number one. Um, you know, they got beat two out of three opening weekend this year to a very good Miami club at the time. And, and look, they kind of fell off the radar a little bit. And they went, they got swept. You know, after sweeping out A and M, I remember the first series of the year they sweep A and M, but then they get swept by South Carolina, and everybody's going, "What's wrong with Florida?" You know, then they lose uh, to Tennessee. But since then, Kevin O'Sullivan has rallied his bunch, and they've won what is it, five consecutive SEC weekends. I think they beat Missouri. They knocked off Vanderbilt. They knocked off Kentucky. Now Georgia. And they got Arkansas. That's a big That's a big one this weekend. But Kevin O'Sullivan's bunch is very talented. Judd Fabian, who is projected to be a top five pick, 
you know, they're out there center fielder, probably the number one position player in the SEC. He got off to a slow, slow start. He was hitting some home runs, but the batting average was awful well. He's really heated up as of late. I think he leads the SEC now in home runs with 20. Uh, their offense is a, a, is a bunch that's been around a little bit. There's enough pitching. So Florida's another club, I'm telling you, if they get hot, they have the depth of the pitching staff and they get the, the depth of uh, the position players. Florida's quite capable of winning the national title this year, so I certainly wouldn't count them out. And so that I, you know, I just think part of the team is going to continue to rise because they're playing as good as anybody right now. The great Ben McDonald, uh, Ben, thanks so much for taking the time out, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, I saw that picture you tweeted out with you wearing those those specs, man. You reminded me of some of those uh, pitchers that would take them out. I think Tyler Clippard, what all those guys who wore the the goggles throughout the years out there on the mound. That's a good look. <laughs> Well, I just wear them now so I can see. You know, back then I didn't need glasses, but doing the work I need up close now, I got to have some specs to see all these numbers every now and then. So it's hell getting old, man, but it is what it is. <laughs> ben, thanks for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to uh, Ben McDonald. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at RealBenMcDonald. Does a uh, fantastic job covering uh, all things college baseball, particularly doing SEC games throughout the year. Nine different SEC teams he did a broadcast for throughout this year on top of doing his big league uh, responsibilities with the Baltimore Orioles. Crazy uh, to say him bouncing around all over uh, doing all kinds of different games. But uh, really appreciate him coming on. Does a fantastic job. and looking forward to some postseason SEC baseball Quick reminder, uh, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow for an all-new edition of Locked On SEC right here on Locked On SEC.